Welcome to the All Manner of Things podcast. In this episode, we'll be reviewing Battlestar Galactica, the board game. So say we all! Hi, my name's Peter. And I'm Shandell. And in this podcast, we talk about board games. Okay, this game is for ages 14 plus. You can play it with three to six players. And the game goes for about two to three hours. Basic gameplay. Battlestar Galactica has a board that shows both Battlestar Galactica and Colonial One ships on it. And each of those ships has a bunch of different locations that you can move to to use different actions. Around Galactica, it also has um, space divided into segments where Cylon ships can be flying around attacking. And across the top, it has uh, resource trackers for fuel, food, morale, and population, as well as a bunch of Cylon locations with different Cylon actions that can be used. Um, and uh, a jump preparation and boarding party tracks as well. Each player takes a character card. Now that character card is directly from the TV show. Written on the character cards are special abilities, skill cards to be drawn, and starting locations. Based upon those, you're allocated either the Admiral or President, but only one person's allocated one each. So it's if you're having more than two people playing, you could have some people without that particular role. On their turn, the players take the number of skill cards that's written on the character sheet, as well as they move to take an action and then draw a crisis card. Yep. With crisis cards, there's probably three different types of cards. So one of them is a Cylon attack, which just adds a bunch more Cylon ships to the board around Galactica. Some of them are just a choice of this bad thing is going to happen or this bad thing is going to happen. Um, or you Choose the least a, bad thing. Yes, you just have to pick to, one. Yeah. We've jumped way beyond the red line into uncharted space. Limited supplies, limited fuel, no allies, and now no hope. Maybe it would have been better for us to have died quickly. And those cards, um, they'll often say either current player chooses or president chooses or admiral chooses. Uh, and then the last thing you can find, which most of the cards are, is a skill check. So as Pete said, on a player's turn, you'll draw skill cards. They're different colours and they have numbers on them. So for a skill check, people secretly put in a number of these cards. And two cards are also added from a destiny deck, which are just two random cards. They get shuffled and then they get compared to that particular skill check. Uh, the way it works is there's five colors in the game and in any skill check, some of them will count as positives towards the skill check and some of them will count as negatives. And each skill check has a different number you need to reach to pass. There's a pass and a fail for each check, uh, which is usually something really bad for a fail and just nothing for a pass. There's, there's very rarely anything that good that comes out of the crisis deck. No. At the bottom of these, uh, crisis cards sometimes there's a jump icon which means you can move the jump preparation track up a couple of steps once you get to a certain area you can decide to jump early or wait if there's less risk then hang on and wait until you actually um, have reached capacity and perform an auto jump 
Then the uh, Admiral makes a call on the destination deck on the bad thing, again, and that happens to you, um, is as a consequence of jumping. So that's generally a fuel or a population loss or something like that. At the start and midway through the journey, you're dealt some loyalty cards. Now this is the real kicker within the, this particular game. Sometimes you can be dealt a Cylon card. Now if you're dealt a Cylon card, you're working against your teammates as a robot. As someone who looks like a human, but is working against everybody else in order to bring the downfall to the entire Battlestar community. As always with co-ops, there are many ways to lose and only one way to win. So the ways that you can lose is if any of your resources drop to zero, so that was your fuel or morale or anything like that. If a Cylon reaches the end of a boarding track, so we mentioned there's a boarding track where Cylons can board Battlestar Galactica and then they move along, and if you don't kill them before they reach the end of that track, you lose. And if six locations in Galactica are damaged, then we lose a ship, so we also lose. Alternatively, you win by, with those destination cards, uh, each time you jump, they have a distance that they travel written on the bottom of each of them. Um, once you get to eight, then you have reached Earth and humans win. Review. So straight into it, presentation. What did you give? I gave it a four. I gave it a four as well. Excellent. So it's got some really good quality game components on, in this game. I like the, the board itself is really good quality as well. Yep, yep. Um, I like the resource trackers. Mm -hmm. I really like the little wheels to track your resources. Definitely, and how all the characters have got their own stand, so you can stick them up and they're not like a token or anything. Yeah, um, there's a lot of great artwork as well for like, well, not even artwork, it's imagery from the show, yeah. like on those. You, you can see that it's made by a true fan, can't you? Yeah, you know, yeah. Of the series. The, um, the ships are good as well, but I'm not sure why the base star is cardboard when all the rest are little moulded ships. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. Um, I also put down as a negative the way they've held all the contents inside the box. Yes, yeah, I made, I made a note of that as well. So we've got tackle boxes in our box to organise all our pieces, which to me usually means that um, it came maybe with just little bags, bags to hold everything yeah, yeah. and I'm we pretty couldn't be bothered with that. that it so. came with the bags. So. But apart from that, it's, yeah, it's a really beautiful game. I Absolutely. quite like it, yep. the look of it. Okay, rookie rating. So what did you give this? Well, I gave it a three. Yeah, I gave it a two. I think you've been a little bit generous. Really? Yeah, I almost gave it a one. Like, it's okay. not a bad thing. I just, this is not exactly a game I would get out for someone who doesn't really know much more about board games than Monopoly. Yeah, and um, that's why I kind of gave it a three. Look, I think they can still get it. Um, it's not too heavy on the strategy and because it's a co-op the game is just it's just it's really full-on there's lots of components the the instructions I mean you say it's it's pretty easy to pick up but it like I guess strategy wise but they're quite complex there's a lot to remember you know you've got to do true, true. I don't know there's Look, just... if, if you're the president or the admiral the, those roles can get a little bit confusing as well because they're specialised roles. Yeah, and not only that, if you're the Cylon and you're new, that just makes the job even harder because you've got to learn how to play to try and win and then at the same time you've got to be working out how to 
make everyone not win yeah, yeah, um, yeah, while yeah. you're playing. Cylon so. is definitely the hardest role, and I wouldn't have... I think it's good when an expert gets that particular role, so they're not looking through the instruction manual and making it, you know, obvious that they are the Cylon. Yeah. But you also, you can't, like, you can't stack the deck so that the Cylon ends up being an expert. No, no, yeah, no, no, so. no, no, yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't mark it a one, though, because there is the link to the TV show. So yeah. I think it's it's quite impressive what people will sit through in terms of how long it takes you to teach them the game and how much they're willing to try and learn when the game is themed around something they really love. So if you get someone who likes the TV show, who's really interested in that theme and that world and that story, mm -hmm. um, then they're going to sit through it even though it is a more complex game. But yeah, not one I would pull out for newbies in the gamer world. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a gateway game at all. No. Then we have player interaction. So what did you give it? I gave it a four. I gave it a five. Oh, I think nice. that's really good. High yeah. in player interaction. The voting mechanism that's in place is great for everybody. It doesn't matter whether you're the Cylon or not. Oh, the skill test? Yeah, the skill test. Yeah. yeah. Um, even when um, you're the admiral or the president and you decide, you still find like you find that you're having that discussion with everybody else. Yep. There's, yeah, there is a lot of doubt thrown around the table on who's a Cylon, and that's always great. That makes the game fun. That keeps it's your a lot eyes on skill check as well. When, they, or when, you, when you pull cards from the Destiny deck and you're like, oh, maybe that could be from the Destiny deck, or maybe someone's working against us and they're a Cylon. Someone's sending us a message. Or running with some circles. Maybe there's another Cylon on the fleet. I almost refer that to the alternative. We start killing our own. All they have to do is sit back and watch. Yeah. Really high in that interaction accusation. I guess I could probably bump this one up to five. Because the other thing I was thinking was the rounds are quite long. But you've got a part to play in each person's turn. Yeah. So even if the round goes on a bit, if you're playing like a six-player game with more people and the game, the rounds take longer, each person's turn you need to pay attention because most of the crisis cards are skill checks, so you've still got a yeah. role to play even when it's not your turn. So, yeah, I guess that keeps the interaction really high. Cool. I'm glad I've managed to steer you for once. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, balance. I struggled with this one. I found it really hard yeah, to work yeah. out whether it was high on strategy or luck, luck. or balance. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of marked it a four, thinking if I'm struggling to work out if it's balanced, then maybe it is. Uh, I ended up dropping it down to a three. Well, I, I think I, it's maybe slightly more on the luck side. Well, I gave it a, a four. Yeah. Um, and after some serious thought, I was looking and going, well, look, there's luck in those cards that you draw, the skill check cards that you draw. From the, and what's actually drawn from the Destiny deck and whether that's going to help you. There's um, also luck from the Crisis cards that you draw. Absolutely, and to try and, you know, if you get uh, a Cylon attack and then another Cylon attack straight after that, that's that can be hurt you quite severely. Yeah. There's also strategy and what skills you use and the, the level of skills and the actions you can take yeah. on those skills as well. Yeah. So do, I, to... do I hold on to this card to use it for that action or do I play it in a skill check? Yep. If I play it in a skill check now, am I going to have enough cards left by yep. the time the round gets back to me to be able to contribute Absolutely. for other crisis cards? Absolutely. And where do you yeah. move on the ship? And do you dis if you're the president, do you risk discarding a card and moving to Colonial 1? 
um, to do the actions that are there. Is it worthwhile or not? It was, it was, like I said, it was hard for me to work this one out. Um, you've also got the quorum cards, again, yeah. luck in which cards you draw, yeah. um, especially when, I mean, we find there's maybe two cards in that deck that we find useful, and that's yeah. the food rationing, which allows you to boost your food, and the, the inspirational morale. speech yeah. <laughs> to boost the morale. But each of those, you still have to do a dice roll, and it's still a lot of luck there. And, and, and as the Admiral, um, which I just played recently, you have to decide which jump card you want to use and how far you want to go with that. And yeah. that's pretty heavy decision to be made because there's lots of negative outcomes with that. I see, and it's I, hard to make yourself not look like a Cylon being that person. Yes. I, I get that as strategy, but that destination deck, you can jump one, two or three worlds, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and you need to jump four to get to Cobol and another four to get to Earth yeah. to win the game. I find it doesn't really seem to matter which cards the Admiral chooses. You generally get two cards to get you to Cobol, another two to get you to Earth. Yeah. Um, there just ends up being the right combination of ones, twos, and threes, that it's always two and two. I don't know, maybe that's just games we've played. But um, I was just thinking with the quorum cards, though, with the games we played the other day, with the dice roll around that, the, our president was absolutely terrible at giving motivational speeches. I think he tried to give three, and yeah. they were just all... People were not... Morale was not boosted at all with his speeches. <laughs> about to become president of the colonies. You're going to be asked to make some very hard decisions. Act like you can handle it. Um, another thing... Well, I was playing Gaius Baltar, so... That's true, that's... You know, so, yeah, that's pretty tough. He sucked at food rationing as well. Another thing with the balance of this is um, when you think about rookie versus expert. Yes. Um, a rookie... You would think, okay, a rookie would be terrible at this because it's a really complex game, but we played a game once where we had two rookies were the Cylons, and they didn't really know what they were doing. But this game is such a challenge to win anyway, it didn't matter. So mm. they won the game and we lost, yeah. <laughs> even though they didn't really have a clue what they were doing. But if you are the rookie and you are the Cylon, you can find that it's quite difficult to work out what you need to do in order to become a Cylon and when's the, the best time to strike and reveal yourself. Whereas the expert who has played a game or two before, because it's pretty much all you need in order to become an expert of this game, has a lot better idea of timing of what, and what round is best to reveal yourself. Yeah. Another thing I just wanted to mention here with balance, which is not to do with the review, but more a house rule. Yeah. When it comes to the crisis deck, um, we like to stack the deck. So that the silent attack cards, there's eight or ten of them, we split, um, so we split the deck, say there was ten, I can't remember for sure, yeah, we yeah. split the deck into ten, shuffle one of the Cylon attack cards into each of those and then stack them back up. Yep. Because what we found with some of our earlier games, if you just shuffle them into the crisis deck so they're completely random, you could do two jumps and have no Cylons attack you at all yeah. and the game gets a little boring when you don't have Cylons outside that Absolutely. you should be fighting Absolutely. at the same time. So there, there, are number, there are a number of actions you can take and a lot of them revolve around defending yourself against the Cylons that yeah. are outside. Or, or repairing the ship. Or... Yeah, and so once you repair the ship and there's no Cylons out, uh, around, 
you know, you can draw quorum cards, but that's pretty much only the, the president can yeah. do. And so you're sitting in space, you know, you, it's not like you, you face these crises, but apart from that, there's no overarching, you know, devastation yeah. and there's no, we have to jump now, we have to jump now type thing. Yeah, the pressure's not on when there's no Cylons around. Yeah. And even when you stack the deck, we can have like one jump where we don't get a Cylon card come out, where we yeah. manage to get all the way through the jump. But generally, if we do it that way, it, it keeps just that little bit of pressure up. It makes it a it little does. bit more fun. Yeah. Greatest contact. A single bogey and it's nearly on top of us. Identify. No transponders, no recognition codes. Uh, it has to be a Cylon Raider, sir. Anyway, that wasn't really to do with balance. It was just something I was thinking about all the decks of cards and it's something I thought about. The last thing that I'll, I'll mention then is that when you're the expert, I think you have a lot more opportunity to look around and see what's happening and to try and pick the Cylon, where if you're the rookie, you can just be a little bit more focused in trying to vote right or work out um, what you're going to do. do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. So replayability. What did you give it? I gave it a three. And I gave it a four. So we're pretty close on that one. Yeah. Um, do you want to speak to your three? Sure. Um, I like this game and I want to play it again, but it's a long and heavy game. Yeah. So I wouldn't play it again that day. Yeah. I probably wouldn't even play it the next day or maybe even the next week. Yeah. But I would play it again because I do like yeah. it. Look, I couldn't agree with you more. It's a great game and nothing wrong with it at all being a long game. But the replayability does suffer somewhat. Yeah. Um, but when you do actually pull it off the shelf, it is great to play and it's always a good surprise. Yeah, no, I agree. It's nice when you haven't played it in a while and you get it out and you're like, oh yeah, that's right, I really liked this game. I'm, I'm glad we played this today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And look, you do reminisce with the TV show that you, yeah. if you have watched it before. Yeah, and the people we were playing it with on the weekend were... Very keen to watch the TV show again after playing, Absolutely. so just brought back all those memories. That brings us perfectly into theme. Yes, so I gave theme a four. I gave it a five. Did you want to go first this time? Yeah, sure. The theme is living life in space during the tough times when everything's against you. And I think it's a great theme to be able to play out within a board game. You find there's a lot of accusations throughout yes. the game, whether yes. you're a Cylon or not, and that plays through perfectly with the TV series. And not only that, I find with the crisis cards, just like the TV series, yeah. just felt like crisis after crisis. And that's and exactly how the game plays yeah. out. And some of those crises were actually in the TV series itself. Yes. So I think most of them were, weren't they? Most. Yeah. Just, probably all of them. I, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know whether I've looked through every card in the deck. Yeah. Um, but look, the, the great atmosphere, exactly what there was with the TV show. The theme is fantastic. Yes, it definitely it definitely plays through really well. And it is a fun, you know, a really great theme. I'm waiting for the but. I don't actually have a but. I'm just, I'm not sure. It's worthy of a five. There's no, there's no real but. There's no real negatives I have. I just didn't quite feel like it had, the theme just didn't quite entice me enough to give it a five. I really like the show and I really like the theme and I really like the game. Um, and I think it plays through well, but yeah, not quite a five for me. That's all. Okay. Best and worst. So best and worst. My best. Originally, I was thinking the Cylon aspect because I love the the accusations that go flying around the table and how you have a laugh accusing everyone and mm -hmm. trying to work out who the Cylon is. I'm trying to help you, you idiot. But. We've played this 
um, as a two-player game. Uh, it's not designed as a two-player game. There are two-player variants out there, but we found they didn't work. All we do for a two-player game is play the normal game without Cylons and try and survive all the crisis that come our way. Yep. And that's challenging enough as it is, and it doesn't need that Cylon aspect. So even though I really like that, I think the best part of this game for me is the fact that it's a challenging co-op. Well, for me, the best part was every time I've played it, it just feels like I'm reliving the TV series again. Yeah. And I just love the atmosphere that this game brings. Whether you're playing two-player or variant of this, it it just works so well with, with the Cylons or just with the crises. The theme is amazing. Yep. Okay, what was your worst? I think that the worst for me is that it just feels like a little bit of a stretch for, to try and convince people to play this game if they're not familiar with the TV show. Yeah, so that could pretty much make yeah. or break whether you bring this game out. And I, I just feel that that works against it, even if it is such a great game with so such good atmosphere. And it is, like I said, that is to do partly with how complicated that game the game is. Yep. And your worst? Um, my worst is two of the decks of cards, so it's sort of split between the two. One of them is the quorum cards with the presidency. Yeah. Um, like I said, there's usually only one or two cards out of that whole deck that we use, and that makes the presidency feel kind of pointless and kind of useless. Like the admiral has a lot of power, but the president, eh, not so much. Um, the other is the destination deck. Like I was saying, even with the different numbers for distance that you can travel on those cards, I feel like each game we've played, it's been two to Cobalt and then another two to Earth. Final thoughts. So final thoughts, overall impressions, what, what do you think? I think it is a great trader game, especially if you like the TV show. And I as a great game if you love the TV show and you want to relive it again. So pretty much the same thing. Yes, but I really need to stress here, it's a good game even without the TV show. I think the first time I played this, I hadn't even seen the show. Yeah. So even though we're saying it's a great game with the TV show, please, 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 if you're interested in this game and you haven't seen the TV show, you can still play it. It's still a good game. All right, so buy if. I've got buy if you're a fan of the show. And I've got buy if you love the TV show. So pretty much exactly the same. And my next one's buy if you like a good traitor game or a game with a traitor aspect. And I've got buy if you like space games and like to live through the tough times. Okay, my last one is buy if you want a challenging co-op. And my last one is buy if you like accusing your friends of being a Cylon agent and will kill you at any second. You have been listening to the All Manner of Things podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at podcast at allmannerofthings.com or alternatively, you can find us on our website www.allmannerofthings.com Thanks for listening. Bye. So that's exactly what I've put down as well, except that it's a good surprise when you do get it out and... Sorry, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, I didn't see it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
That's not a blooper we want to put in there. It's a good surprise yeah. when you do get it out. Um, <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. That's exactly what I put in as well. It's a long game, um, but it's always a good surprise with when you get it out. Put it on the table. Alright, we can do this. <laughs> Look, I couldn't agree with you more. It's one of those games where, it, yes, it's a long game. It's long. Uh, but if you get it out, <laughs> it's, it's, out it's a great surprise. <laughs> Look, I couldn't agree with you more. It's a great game, um, but unfortunately. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't agree with you more. It's just a, a great game. Unfortunately, it's a little too long. <laughs> <laughs>